Before we open God's Word today, I'd like for us to bow our heads and invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts. <coughs> Loving God, we know that you are here. We know that your presence is here. We know that your love is here and your grace. As we open your Word and as we go into this study today, we ask that our hearts will be softened so that we will receive the Spirit. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Good morning. We have two scripture readings this morning from God's Word. The first is in Psalm 67. God, be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us, Selah, that your way may be known on earth your salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Selah. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase, God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Our second reading is in Luke 17, 11 through 19. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then, as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, where the, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of God for the people of God. So we are in the middle of a sermon series. A couple weeks ago, two weeks ago exactly, we looked at this shiny new tool that God wants to give us. And we also talked about how it's really actually neither shiny nor old. Uh, it is old, but not new. It is old. Uh, anyway, you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> It is actually a relic. It was given to us by Jesus himself. The, the tool is embedded in Hebrews 12.2. The tool is this. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's the tool. And we've been, we kind of talked about the instruction manual on how to use that. We kind of hit on those points two weeks ago. And as I was putting the sermon together two weeks ago, I realized that each one of these points 
in the instruction manual can be expounded into their own sermons. And so that's what I decided to do. Because, you know, where we stare, we steer. And I, it's important that we remember that. Because, as we said a couple weeks ago, there's a lot of bad going on in this world. There's a lot of bad going on in our lives. There's a lot of bad going on. And as Christians, yes, it's our responsibility to know what's going on so that we can know how to help. But it can destroy us if we focus on that. So where we stare, we steer. And so this is why this powerful, this tool is so powerful. Keep your eyes on Jesus. So last week, we looked at the first thing in the instruction manual as I perceived it. It was pursue the things of the Spirit. Pursue the things of the Spirit. This week, we're going to look at the step in the instruction manual, pursue relationship with God, a.k.a. Bible study and prayer. But I, I want to be very clear, and I don't want to be misunderstood, because there's a, there's a lot of things going around, and a lot of voices going on around there. I remember, again, going back to my kid, being the precocious me, <clears throat> I, I remember listening <clears throat> to preachers say, you need to be spending an hour every morning before you get out of bed in God's Word. And I really tried. I would get my Bible, and I would try. It just, so, it just didn't mean anything to me. It was just going through the motions, and, and, and the hours seemed so long, especially when you're a little kid, you know? Hours is a long time. So that's not what I'm saying, and I'll explain myself in just a minute. And, and this whole thing about prayer, the, the bookstores are full of books on how to pray where God will hear you. Have you seen those books? Maybe I'm the only one. There are seminars that are done on how to pray, the right types of prayers so that God will hear our prayers. And, and that's not the case at all either because God is always there. So follow me here. What if, mark this, if you're taking notes in your little doodle thing, this is my thesis statement for today. What if... Bible study and prayer were the same thing. What if we reimagined this whole thing of Bible study and prayer and saw it as one and the same? Today's sermon is not really a sermon. It's a practicum. We're going to do some things here, and it's going to be some fun things. And, and um, <clears throat> if I did my job right, you will walk away and you're going to feel the Holy Spirit right here. We're going to do two things. I'm going to show you what I mean by reimagining Bible study and prayer being the same thing. And so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take the gospel lesson, the story of the ten lepers, and we're going to engage our five senses and ask a couple other questions and make it real to us, like we're standing right there and watching this whole thing happen. We're going to do that first. It's going to be fun. Actually, that's my sermon process. I've shared this with you. My sermon process is literally doing that, engaging my senses with stories and asking questions and 
And so it's, it's literally a spiritual exercise for me as your pastor to put together the sermons every week. Um, and, then, and then after we do that, we're going to end with Electio Divina on the psalm. We're going to meditate on the psalm. And we're going to do it in a very intentional way. I'm going to read it four times with an instruction to do something, meditate on something different each time. So uh, let's just dive right into it. Um, I'm going to read the gospel lesson from the Common English Bible, the CEB. And um, I want you to just listen, just get in a place where the Spirit can talk to you, where you can feel, and maybe, maybe you're going to come up with some questions or, or some engagements that I didn't come up with. And so, as we go through, there is that space in your bulletin where you can take doodles and notes or whatever, and make use of this. It's a good time to do that. So I'm going to read this out of the Common English Bible. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men with skin diseases approached him. Keeping their distance from him, they raised their voices and said, Jesus, Master, show us mercy. When Jesus saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. As they left, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he had been healed, returned and praised God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus replied, weren't ten cleansed? Where, where are the other nine? No one returned to praise God except this foreigner? Then Jesus said to him, get up and go. Your faith has healed you. <clears throat> so let's imagine ourselves in the story. Right there. Just plop yourself right there in, in ancient times. You're seeing this thing play out. You're there. Maybe you're a disciple of Jesus. Let's, let's just take that premise. And by the way, Jesus did have women disciples. Don't let anybody fool you. There were women disciples. Um, so let's say you're a disciple. and Here you are. You're walking with Jesus. What do you hear with your ears? Is Jesus talking with the disciples? Is it a quiet walk? Or maybe... There's so many people in the crowd that that's all you hear is just this roar. Can you hear the crunch, crunch, crunch of sandals on a dusty road? The lepers were at a distance. That's what we read. Did you hear them? They were far away. Did you hear them yelling? Or did it take a while for you to figure out that they were even talking to Jesus. What do you see as you're in this place? Was the road dusty? What did the side of the road look like? Was it grassy? Was it muddy? Was it dusty? Was it maybe farmland? What did the lepers look like with their skin being eaten away at by this disease? 
Were they using cloths to keep their sores covered? What did they look like running to Jesus? The walking dead? Because you know they couldn't walk, right? It might have been quite the sight. What did you see? What do you smell? Maybe fresh cut grass. The dust coming up from the path and getting in your nose and causing you to sneeze. Someone or several someones in the crowd, you know they had to have had body odor. I mean, what do you smell? What do you feel? Is the sun beating down on you? Was there a bit of a breeze? Do you feel the dirt in your toes as it got in your sandals? How do you feel? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you apprehensive? Are you anxious? What could you taste? We're engaging all of our senses. What could you have tasted? The dust of the road. By the way, can you tell, I'm, I, I keep mentioning dust. I've been dealing with a lot of dust lately, so that's why that was primarily in my mind as I was putting this together. You know, maybe, you know what that tastes like? You know, you get dust in your mouth and it's kind of grindy in the teeth. <clears throat> Perhaps someone hands you a piece of dried apple or kosher beef jerky. Maybe there was a farm next to the road and the farmer was growing wheat and maybe you were rubbing the wheat in your hands and eating, tasting the wheat, turning it into gum in your mouth. Questions. Lots of questions. Is there a significance between, uh, is there a significance in where Jesus was traveling between Galilee and Samaria? Is there a significance there? Why did the lepers call Jesus master? Did they know something hardly anybody else knew? That's an interesting question, isn't it? Were the lepers asking for mercy or for healing? Or were they asking for both? Does the fact that the lepers went to show themselves to the priests before they were healed speak something of their faith? That's a good question. Before they were healed, they were headed to the be seen by the priests. Does that speak something to their faith? Did the grateful leper ever make it to the priests to be declared clean before he came back in gratitude to Jesus? That's a pretty good question. They're all good questions because I came up with them anyway. <laughs> Why did Luke think to mention that the great, 
grateful leper or formal, former grateful leper was a Samaritan, a foreigner out of Jesus' mouth. Why did Luke think to mention that? And what does it mean to you that the other nine went about their business without showing gratitude? That's my process. And that is inviting the Holy Spirit to speak through you and to touch your heart through asking questions of this holy book. Let's move on to Lectio Divina. We're going to be reading from the Psalter lesson today. And then I will end with the pastoral prayer and the Lord's Prayer and, and those things. We'll just kind of roll right into that. I'm going to lead you through the passage four times. And some of you have already gone through this with me. And uh, so you know what this feels like. But this is always a fresh thing for me to experience. Uh, after each reading, I'm going to give you time to reflect on the reading with a different focus on each. Now, to do this right, we really need to be spending 10 to 15 minutes meditating on those questions. We don't have that kind of time. I know you guys are hungry. Um, so we're going to shorten that period of time. But this is a practice just to kind of give you a feel as to what this feels like so that you can do this on your own. So before we begin, I'm going to ask you to find a comfortable position to sit in and um, place, in your, yourself in, place yourself in a position to receive the Holy Spirit and ask God to be with you and with your thoughts. Imagine yourself sitting in the presence of God. God is right here, sitting right across from you. So as I read through this passage for the first time, listen for patterns, images, ideas. Listen as if you're listening to someone read a personal letter addressed to you. Listen for words or phrases that jump out and speak to you. Imagine yourself there as the psalmist is writing. Let God grant us grace and bless us. Let God make his face shine on us, Selah, so that your way becomes known on earth, so that your salvation becomes known among the nations let the people thank you, God. Let the people thank you. Let the people celebrate and shout with joy because you judge the nations fairly and guide all nations on the earth. Selah. Let the people thank you, God. Let all the people thank you. The earth has yielded its harvest. God blesses us. Our God blesses us. Let God continue to bless us. Let the far ends of the earth honor him. I'm going to read this a second time. <clears throat> and as I read the second time, recall anything that stood out to you during the first reading. 
Is this something that you can connect to your life? Use your imagination and paint a a mental picture of the text. Place yourself in the text and engage your senses. What do you experience as you sit in this passage? Let God grant us peace and bless us. Let God make his face shine on us. Selah. So that your way becomes known on earth. So that your salvation becomes known among the nations. Let the people thank you, God. Let all the people thank you. Let the people celebrate and shout with joy. Because you judge the nations fairly and guide all nations on the earth. Selah. Let the people thank you, God. Let all the people thank you. The earth has yielded its harvest. God blesses us. Our God blesses us. Let God continue to bless us. Let the far ends of the earth honor him. As I read this passage the third time, reflect on the thoughts, feelings, actions, fears, convictions, and questions that you have experienced up to this point. Offer those to God in prayer and praise God for who God is. Let God grant us grace and bless us. Let God make his face shine on us, Selah, so that your way becomes known on earth, so that your salvation becomes known among the nations. Let the people thank you, God. Let all the people thank you. Let the people celebrate and shout with joy because you judge the nations fairly and guide all nations on the earth, Selah. Let the people thank you, God. Let all the people thank you. The earth has yielded its harvest. God blesses us. Our God blesses us. Let God continue to bless us. Let the far ends of the earth honor him. As I read this passage through the fourth and final time, sit in silence in the presence of God. Be still and know that God is God. Simply sit and allow yourself to feel the presence of God and feel God's tender love and embrace. Let God grant us peace and bless us. Let God make his face shine on us, Selah, so that your way becomes known on earth, so that your salvation becomes known among all the nations. Let 
the people thank you, God. Let all the people thank you. Let the people celebrate and shout with joy because you judge the nations fairly and guide all nations on earth. Selah. Let the people thank you, God. Let all the people thank you. The earth has yielded its harvest. God blesses us. Our God blesses us. Let God continue to bless us. Let the far ends of the earth honor him. As you think about your experience with God during this exercise, I would like to invite you to ask yourself three questions. What did you learn from or about God? What did you learn about God? What did you learn? What did you perceive that God wants from you? How does God think about you? And what action steps, if any, can you take out of conviction from this lesson? Let us pray. Loving God, you are never more than a whisper away. You hear us even when we don't even know the words to say, God. The Holy Spirit puts into language our emotions. The Bible says, God, that the Spirit collects our tears in a bottle. Those are prayers too. God, we know you want to celebrate and rejoice with us when things are going good. May we always lean into you. May our prayers be prayers that are things said to a friend out of a relationship with you. And God, I want to create some space right here for those here in this congregation, those watching online. Just a few moments for people to sit in silence and bring their petitions for, before your throne. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. For we pray these things in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.